Assalamu alaikum y'all. Welcome back to another episode. Another very, 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 very requested episode. Um, all about overplaying your part and people pleasing and stuff among that nature. I think I've covered this a little bit before in different episodes, like always. But here we are with the Blockbuster EP because the girlies get what the girlies ask for. Okay, so welcome back to another episode. This one's going to talk about overplaying your part and people pleasing and just stuff among that jumble mumble. So inshallah let's see where we head with this i actually posted a thread about this on instagram so i'm not doing a shameless promo but you should follow me but i did post a thread about this on instagram that i'm going to share here because i think it starts off the discussion pretty good so the thread i posted said this one of the big lessons i've learned this year is to make sure you don't overcommit to anything just to prove your loyalty you can overcommit to a company and be the one who lifts the blinds every day and closes them but they will easily prefer someone else over you you can be the one that overcommits to someone to prove your loyalty and trustworthiness and they will still not value you accordingly there's nothing wrong with being loyal and going above and beyond for someone or something but if you are doing it just to prove your value and worthiness to this person it's probably not worth it because those who choose to see it see it overplaying your part to show your loyalty at times can only prove how little you value yourself sometimes it's better to deal with people the way they deal with you rarely barely and accordingly Whew, we're gonna need a break after that one let's let's water break water break let's water break asmr water break water break <laughs> i'm not gonna lie the asmr life has always tempted me but anyway let's talk Okay, this is probably one of the most harshest threads or harshest thing I've ever posted on social media. And before I posted it, I was hovering over the post button. I was like, Hera, do you want to? Do you want to? And I was like, post it. And I'm going to tell you why. I feel like it's really, really hard. I'm going to give a couple of disclaimers like I always do. I feel like it's really, really hard to say these things as a Muslim. Because as a Muslim, and I always preach as well, that you should always strive for excellence. And go above and beyond and help people. You know, like you should give your 110% in all things that you do. Without doubt. And I still stand by that. And you should. You're at work, you should give your 110%. You should always do every task with the best of it that you can give. Volunteering, work, assignments, reports, school, whatever it is. Your prayer, your, you know, Quran memorization. Whatever you do, you should always give your best to it because as a muslim we should always be striving for that next level but what i'm talking about here is overplaying your part and people pleasing in a different nature not in your regular nature the thing here is this a lot of times when people say that you shouldn't people please or you shouldn't overplay your part people automatically say oh so you're saying to be a stingy muslim you're saying to be you know who lacks other or you know mannerisms who's not necessarily good who's kind of like you know kind of like fist tight like you're very very stuck up and that's not what we're saying at all what we're saying here is this you should go above and beyond for all things that you do but if you are going above and beyond overplaying your part being overly loyal and you know being a people pleaser to someone to something to some company so they can see your value so they can promote you so they can see how loyal you are so they can see how trustworthy you are so they can pick you over somebody else so they can you know really open up to you like if you feel like you are doing things to prove your loyalty and your worthiness of being a good person to somebody it's probably not worth it and let me tell you why I'm a firm believer that the people that want to see it will see it. Without being said, 
My mom always says this thing. She says that anybody that you have to constantly prove your value to is a person that you probably should not be around. Because to constantly have to prove your value and who you are as a person and your character is not something that is in everybody. It's not my job to introduce my value to you or my character or how I'm a good person every single time we associate, communicate, or just interact. It's just not my job. You should see that in me, especially if we've known each other for a long time enough. If I've known you for a long time enough... There's no reason for me to still feel like I have to prove to you that I am a worthy person. You should see this in me. You should see that relationship within our relationship. If you don't see that, then there's a problem. And if I feel like I have to constantly people please, and there's a difference between people pleasing and doing things for love. I, one of my biggest love languages, and I'm not saying this to sound, you know, pick me. But one of my biggest love languages is doing things for people. So I'll always go above and beyond and cook something for people or go above and beyond, you know, just make a special little drink, do something special, do something for somebody without them asking, like just, you know, maybe clean up my mom's room without her asking or do something for my dad without him asking. Just like doing things to show people that I care that I'm there. That's something that I like to do with my friends. I always try to make sure that I do certain small things that I know they love or they might love or they'll appreciate or that they didn't ask me to do because I know that that will make them feel loved. I think that is the best way to feel loved through actions. And so I always try to do the little things that a lot of people don't notice or remember little things that a lot of people don't notice so it can make someone feel better. Needless to say, that is a form of how I love and how I value the people that I have a good relationship with. I value you, you value me, we have a good relationship. But if I feel like every time I see you, I have to say yes to whatever you say and have to be a people pleaser so you can treat me good or so you can see some value in me, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because at the end of the day, why should I have to do that? Why should I have to bend my back and, you know, be be like liquid? Why should I have to be a people pleaser and just shapeshift to whatever you want me to be when I know who I inherently already am? And it really all boils down to that. When you inherently know your character, what people say about your reputation or what people want you to be doesn't really matter that much. More often than not, when people are excessive people pleasers, it's because you don't want to let this person down and you feel bad and you're like, oh, if I don't do this, they're going to feel upset. If I don't do this, it's going to hurt their feelings. Well, how about the fact that your feelings are getting hurt because you constantly feel like you have to do something to make someone else happy because you just showing up alone in your presence is not enough. And I feel like that's kind of problematic. If I, let's say, for example, let's just say, let's get, let's get, let's get real here. Okay. Let's say I had a friend who didn't love me unless I brought them presents. So every time I saw them, they wanted like a big grand present. Okay. They wanted a present every time. They wanted something every time. And that was the only way they treated me good. That's the only way they liked me. But if I ever just came to them just to come to them, like, hey, let's hang out. It was no, we don't like you. I don't like you. Or they treat me poorly. It's not worth it. You only like me because of what I give you. And for some people, they only like you because you listen to everything that you say and you bend your back backwards and do whatever they want. And you're a people pleaser. So you say yes, 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 yes. And they love exploiting that yes out of you. Again, there's nothing wrong with, you know, saying yes, helping out people, whatever the third. But if you like, if you feel like that's the only way you get some type of respect or you feel like that's the only way that you are, you know, where you are at a cordial, decent relationship with this person, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. Furthermore, being a people pleaser really, I feel like is taking yourself and squashing yourself down and saying whatever I feel like just does not matter enough because whatever this person is saying matters more. 
there's a difference between making compromises and sacrifices and, you know, kind of like, you know, doing things for people because you love them and this is a mutual relationship of love and value and you want this to work. It's another thing to just have to say yes, 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 to keep a boat from sinking. And majority of the time, it's a yes, 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 yes relationship to keep a boat from sinking because you know that if you don't say yes, things will fall apart. That's bad. That's bad. Why is it always you? And I'm also going to give you a few tips right now. It's very easy to see if you're wasting your time in a relationship with anybody. Again, relationship does not mean romantic relationship. It means with anybody. It's very easy to tell how. And I'll tell you. First thing being, if you are afraid to ask important questions because you are afraid of what the answer will be, or you are afraid to say no to something that they want you to do because you feel like it's going to shatter that reality and that fantasy and everything that's going so smooth, you're probably wasting your time. That's just my opinion. If you are scared to ask the important questions because you feel like if I ask the important questions, the answers will completely shatter everything that's going on, you're most likely wasting your time. My second opinion, if every single time you try to talk to somebody, it always just ends in arguments, you know, voices raised, anger, screaming, you know, like you cannot communicate with, with somebody without it turning into argument, you're probably wasting your time. The third thing being, if someone does not even want to communicate as a whole and they just shut everything down too quickly, they're probably wasting your time. The fourth thing is, my opinion being it's only okay as long as they do it it's not okay as long as you do it so they can treat you poorly that's fine but if you do something wrong it's not okay they want you to compromise they want you to sacrifice they want you to bend forwards but as they can't do that and it's not okay if they do it and if they do do it they'll constantly remind you that they did it and it's like this constant sense that you should say yes you should say yes you should say yes i can make a whole episode on stuff that you need to know if you're wasting your time because i have a lot of opinions on this but anyway Furthermore, as I was saying earlier, you're most likely too scared to say no because you know that if you say no, things are going to start falling apart. And I feel like any relationship that is this fragile, that is this weak, and that is this contingent on you being exploited to say yes all the time is not worth it. And it's not worth your value because you constantly live in this little box of this little fear of I can't say no, I can't say no, I can't say no. And when you don't know how to say no, people are going to push down your walls very, very quickly. I'll tell you that for a fact. Let's say for a job setting, speaking from experience, if you work eight to five, okay, you work eight to five, you shut at five. What time do you shut? At five. What time do you shut? At five. What time do you close down? At five. You heard me? Five. What time do you shut down? Repeat after me. Five. Good job. Great. You're doing great. And let's say, you know, somebody, your doctor, whoever it is, schedules a patient for you to come and see this patient at 450. Well, that's sweet. Thanks. But a 10-minute eval or a 10-minute evaluation or a 10-minute checkup or whatever it is, is not reasonable. And you know that one evaluation or whatever it is takes more than 30 minutes. Well, guess what time I'm get off? 5.30, realistically speaking, expecting, hoping that this person actually arrives at their appointment on time. Realistically speaking, probably 6 by the time you d- shut down. What time do you stop working? 5. What time did we say we stopped working earlier? 5. What time are you ending work? 6. What time are you getting paid for? Till 5. Interesting. Interesting. And then guess what? Guess what? You don't say no because you feel bad and you're like, oh my God, if I say no, my boss is going to get mad. Same thing for the people that might work like a corporate job, right? You know, you're 
boss just sends you a big old file and they're like, hey, can you do this before the day shuts down before we go home? Uh, dude, I was sitting here the past eight hours. Why didn't you give me this before? But they want to give it to you around like, you know, 4.55. Just quickly share something with you on drive. Talk about some, hey, can you overview this? No, I cannot, sir. It's five minutes before I'm leaving. I'm packing my bags. I'm going home. I'm putting my charger and my laptop in my bag, sir. I'm putting away my hydro flask and my water bottle. I'm going home. But now you can't say no to your boss because then it's, well, you know, he's not really mine. And he's going to be like, oh, da, 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 da. You know, employees are being lazy. We're not reaching max productivity. Da, 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 whatever. So you're like, oh, fine. And you suck it up and you do it once. You do it once. You're like, okay, just this once. I'm not getting paid, but it's more of a sacrifice thing for my job. All right, that's fine. You know, once in a while, we all do it. If you love your job, your job values you and treats you good and it's something urgent, and so be it. You know, sometimes you'll do it. But then, if your job is a type of job where you feel like you have to constantly prove your worth, you have to constantly cr climb the corporate ladder, and not in a fun way, in a toxic way, where you got like people that are like literally hounding and jumping like wolves, just that nasty, nasty corporate ish, like the messy type where it's really toxic and it's really like just killer, and everybody's just out here to get everybody. And it actually happens even in some hospitals where. It's, I know some crazy stories and some hospitals where some healthcare workers have been like really working it up and even accusing other nurses or other people of malpractice so they can kind of climb the charts and look better in front of HR. It's crazy. But whatever, long story short, if you see that this is a common trend and you see that over time, your boss constantly it's like, hey, can you overview this? It's like 455. Or it's like, hey, can you look at this patient? And you know that a patient takes nearly an hour over and over again, guess what? They're going to keep doing it and they're gonna keep doing it and they're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep doing it and they're not going to keep doing it. And you probably will be too scared to ask to get compensated for it. Because who wants to be like, hey, bro, like you're keeping me an extra hour every day. Can you pay me for it? Who wants to send that email to their boss? Who wants to do that? Nobody can. You're just listening to them like, mm, I don't know. I'm scared. You know, just saying they're thinking like, oh, what should I do about this? But at the same time, you're not getting paid. And why are you on the clock when you get paid? I worked with somebody before who worked at an hourly system. And so I have two interesting stories about this if I remember to tell both of them as I don't lose my train of thought. I worked with somebody who worked at an hourly system and they got paid a certain amount of money every hour. But what had happened was they started to exploit that. And so their doctors used to start signing on patients like literally five minutes before closing. And they would have like six, seven patients coming like five minutes before closing. And they'd be like, why do you keep doing this? And the doctor would be like, well, you work on an hourly system, so we'll pay you. But the person was like, but I get off at five. I want to be done at five. I have a family to go home to. And it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And so that person eventually switched to like a yearly salary, like a set salary type situation because that hourly thing was just not cutting it. I also knew somebody, and this is what I'm saying, but I don't ever be too overly loyal to really any company, especially if they are a very toxic place where you feel like you have to constantly prove your worth. Get your cup out. ASMR tea time. I knew somebody. This person. He worked at pharmaceutical sales, I believe. Was it that? I don't I forgot. I forgot. He worked somewhere. He worked something among that line, and he had closed a very, very big deal. I kind of forgot, but it was something related to sales. And they closed a really, really big offer. And something happened, but basically they, they brought in some good money. They closed in a pretty big offer. And basically that day, it was announced on the loudspeaker of their workplace what they did and how, you know, they did this great milestone for the company. And everybody's like, oh my God, you know, congratulations, whatever. Third. That day, he worked overtime. He worked overtime a good bit. And 
he was it was an hourly basis so he was assuming that i'm gonna get paid for this because again like i just secured such a big thing for my company the least they can do is pay me for the time i'm working overtime this was the assumption that everybody was in this was the assumption that he was told as well he gets his check and he sees on his check that that was not the case the money did not reflect the overtime that he worked especially since he did so much for the company and so he goes to the boss being like, yo, like, do you remember that day when we worked overtime and I worked overtime? You didn't pay me for it. And the guys, the boss is like, I don't remember that. He's like, I did not remember that. Like, y'all literally had a whole little, you know, celebration for me on the speaker. We all talked about this. Like, yo, we secured the bag today. You don't, you don't remember. And the boss was like, no. And then he was like, but I worked overtime. And when he brought out the proof, he got fired. He got fired. And then he started working in a trucking company. And then after he worked in a trucking company, he did a lot of things. He was... He was he was a teacher. Then he was a he was a substitute teacher. Then a teacher, I think. I think he also one time tried to get into law school. I think he also did what is it called trucking. He's done um real estate. He's not in real estate. He works in the same area that I know of. And so he did trucking, did sales, bunch of different sales. I don't even know how many lifetimes this person has lived. Okay, but now they they used to work in trucking, and then they got an injury, a hand injury. Um. And the workers' comp case was just not worker comping as you can get. So, you know, he had to get hand therapy and everything. It was crazy. Crazy stories. Needless to say, he got fired from there too. And I actually knew somebody else who was really, 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 a really loyal worker. It was at some grocery store. I'm not going to say which one. It was at a grocery store. This person got a hand injury. Um, and instead of, you know, just paying for a workers' comp case and, you know, helping this person get therapy because they got hurt at the job this person who's worked with this company for like 10 to 20 years they just fired them they're like okay bye and they were pissed they were like i worked for this company for a decade or two i've put my you know blood sweat and tears and you're just gonna replace me like this and da, da, da. and that's my point like they're i feel like generally just corporate world and generally just jobs you don't matter to them that much. You really don't. I've seen so many stories where people have died in HR. They're just busy wrapping up the little cubicle and putting up the job on Indeed.com, on LinkedIn. Like, they're just busy putting the job on somewhere else. They don't care that you're dead, unfortunately. I'm, I'm sorry, it sounds mean. They don't care. And so it's like so many times I've seen Muslims sacrificing their prayers, sacrificing, you know, their ibadah, their worship, they're not fasting, whatever, for these jobs because, oh, my boss is going to get mad. Man, screw your boss. Like, when you die, they're not even going to care. No one's, they're not even going to care the slightest. They're going to be packing up your thing like, oh, that was sad. Anyway, let's get the job on Indeed.com. Let's get them on Glassdoor. Let's get it up. Let's get it going. You're just like, that's not how that works. What's my point here? There's plenty of good companies as well, but generally... Being overly committed and overly loyal is a difference between striving, striving for excellence, in my opinion. You can be overly committed and loyal in a really toxic and unhealthy way where it is influencing and affecting your ibadah and your prayers and whatnot because you just want this person to see your value and give you that raise and, you know, climb you up on that corporate ladder. Like I said, you can raise the blinds every day. You can shut the blinds. I knew a paralegal. Raised the blinds every day and shut the blinds. Worked overtime. Didn't get paid over, over, over time. I'm talking like over time. Worked till night. Put the shades down. Everything in the third. Worked so hard. Okay. Companies gold gem. Worked very hard. Their employee who did the bare minimum work who got hired two years ago as compared to this person who was working for way longer. 
got a raise and they didn't and at that point they started to feel very very offended because they're like i do so much for this company this company's just kind of taking it for granted and that's the thing sometimes when you overcommit in a negative way where you are affecting your health and your ibadat and third because you want this company to value you and see this etc etc it's usually not worth it especially in a corporate america setting especially in a job setting this is just my opinion it's never worth it to go above and beyond in a very negative and unhealthy way. There's a difference between striving for excellence and hisan and doing good at your job and being successful at your job and putting it all in your job and then committing to it in a really negative way where it's influencing and affecting your family, your wealth, your health, everything. It's influencing everything. And you're like, well, I just want them to see so they can give me the raise. You know, there's a lot of companies that when you join them six months in, they're like, okay, you know, you're a good worker. Here's a raise. Like the thing here is this, especially when it comes to companies and jobs and schools, so many times schools, you know, one time in my school, I had somebody who jumped off and committed suicide. Um, we sent out an email to say, wow, look, this person did it and we moved on. That's it. That's the thing. All of these places, jobs, schools, unis, whatever it is, like we are all so replaceable. And for you to feel like you have to, you know, sacrifice your entire life and become a slave to these things is not right. It's not right. And that's why I talk a lot about work-life balance. It's not right. Thinking that you can't say no, thinking that, you know, you have to be a people pleaser to make your way. Sometimes, honestly, it's better to just work hard. You know, let Allah handle your risk and your barakah and everything. And just let him take care of that. Work hard. Put your best in everything. Take care of your duties outside of work. Your family, your loved ones, your bills. You know, making time for you and your health. And inshallah, things will work out on their own. But overcommitting to anyone on another level, is we're going to talk about committing to people. Overcommitting to someone is also usually not worth it. Because like I said earlier, if you feel like you have to constantly say yes to somebody, you feel like you have to constantly bend your back for somebody, it's probably not worth it. How many girls got married and ended up living with their in-laws or ended up living, you know, in a joint family system, whatever the third it might be, and have zero sense of boundaries because they feel like they have to constantly say yes to every single thing their mother-in-law says or else their mother-in-law will hate them. Well, shoot, if a girl comes home and she's tired after a long day of whether that's work because they don't have enough money or whether that's just her working in the kitchen all day because, you know, they want a five-star course meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. She's tired at the end of the day and her mom's like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And she's like, can I do it tomorrow? It becomes the biggest fight because it's like, why are you not saying yes this instant? And the thing is, if you feel like you have to be this yes machine and not live your own life, majority of those relationships are not worth it. And I always tell people that, you think about it. Think about it, ladies. Some of y'all live in really good, peaceful lives at your own home. And you want to go throw yourself in a home or get married to somebody where you feel like you're going to have to constantly say yes to everything or else they're going to hate you. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? It's not worth it. You deserve respect and you deserve a sense of love. And, you know, just this this genuine love that envelopes you and this this mercy and this kindness and this acceptance just like anybody else would. You don't you don't have to sit here and, you know, prove your place or make a place, especially in some settings, I don't think that's true. I think in a family setting, in a marriage setting, in a, you know, in-law setting whatever it is, of course, you have to show them that you're a good person, you have to, you know, maintain good relationships and good ties, but to feel like you have to embed your place there because they don't have a place for you there and you have to remove hatred out of their heart and you have to make them love you and you have to prove yourself to be worthy, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. They should love you as is. Why should you leave your home or 
you're getting treated like a princess to go slave away in somebody else's house where no matter what you do, you'll never be enough. Just saying. That's what my mom says too. My mom's really right. My mom always told us that growing up. She was like, there is no need for, you know, women to go get married and then live in homes where they feel like they have to literally give up every inch and bit of themselves and get insulted every single day for not being enough when they do everything and anything and more. So it's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I generally, even with people, like, it's not worth it. Babes, it's not worth it. And even for some men that listen to my podcast, if you if they do, like, you know, to feel like you have to constantly just say yes to everything that your girl says or say yes to everything that somebody says because that's the only way they keep, they're happy. Like, that's a problem. And I've noticed a lot of men say that as well where they're like, I have to say yes to every single thing my wife says or it's like hell will break loose. And I feel like you need to find somebody who has compromising and capability skills to, you know, understand compromise and be rational but to feel like you have to be a yes man or a yes woman or just a yes daughter-in-law or a yes to everything to maintain those ties and those you know relationships it's not worth it you as a human being have a certain value and a worth and who you are you are so funny you might walk in a room and light up the entire room people might love to hear from you you might have amazing stories maybe you're really good at giving advice maybe you have a great personality maybe you're so pretty maybe you just have so many interesting little talents and hobbies and things that you can do that can help people like you're such an interesting human being and to think that the only way people will like you is if you continue to say yes and they have the upper hand and exploiting you and saying yes it's not nice to you. Don't be so, don't do such a disservice to yourself. Honestly, genuinely, maturing is realizing that overplaying your part and overcommitting your part and whatever and third in people's lives just to prove your loyalty is only proving how much less you value yourself. So like I said, deal with people how they deal with you. Rarely, barely, and accordingly. And I have an episode that says that treat people with the manners that you have been given, not the manners that they treat you with. Now, to explain that, because they don't contradict, in some cases, you'll get treated poorly by people, and you might not have any relationship with this person. In my opinion, it's better to treat them with the manners that you have been given, and move on and move forth and treat people good. And sometimes when you are in cases, like we mentioned, with a whole job, with everything, with people that are toxic, with people that literally come and use you just to use you and just to suck stuff out of you, it's sometimes it's better to deal with them exactly rarely not so often, barely, same level they do accordingly. That could even be at a job place. So, I don't know. I know some people might disagree with me. I know some people might say this is wrong. But I think the reality is, as a human being, you need to kind of learn these skills to function. Learn to understand that you are more than this title. You have a family at home. You have people at home. Whatever in 30 might be. You have a life. You have your own dreams. And to feel like you have to overcommit and play in a very snaky, toxic corporate ladder game to get somewhere... It's probably not worth it. And to feel like you have to constantly do a disservice to yourself and treat yourself less than to be promoted or to be treated better is also probably not less. It's probably not worth it. You're a person with great skills. You have great attributes. You have great projects. You've done great things. You have great education. You have great history. And I get it that in most job settings that this is just not the way things work. But at least learn to value yourself and take care of yourself outside of work. Don't pressure yourself. Don't do too much just to prove your loyalty. Don't. It's not worth it. Majority of the time, I know people who slaved their entire life away at a job and neglected their entire family. When you die, they're literally going to wrap up everything in your cubicle and get rid of it and post your job on a website. That's it. It's not going to matter anymore. So take care of you. Don't overcommit. Don't be so, you know, desperate to show somebody that you're a good person or desperate to show some company that you are worthy and you are very skillful. 
who you are when you strive for excellence as a Muslim naturally in your character will excel and it will speak. You don't have to be a yes man or a yes woman or liquid for somebody to just put in however they want to become successful. I rambled. I don't know if I made sense completely. Did I? Did I not? I don't know. But I hope you all kind of got my point and, you know, caught on. Like I always say, there's nothing wrong striving for excellence. I always preach that. But again, there's a difference between this and like this toxic, you know, sense of overcommitting that just derails you. Like, it's just horrible. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please take care of yourself. Have a great rest of your day. Assalamualaikum.